0: This is Biz. I'm a part-time working mom with a big kid and a little kid.
1: And I'm Teresa. I have a family business, two young kids, and a baby.
0: This is a show about life after giving life. Don't listen with your kids, because there will be swears. This is One Bad Mother. This week on One Bad Mother, am I failing at letting my child fail? Plus, Biz gets some tacky. Teresa takes cover, and we talk to Dr. Amamazama about homeschooling for African-American children.
2: Woo!
0: Uh, hey, you know what I'm excited about, Teresa? What? Extra wooing, because this Saturday, yeah. August 26th. So like two
1: days after two this days. show comes out. Correct. Yeah.
0: We are live at the Bootleg Theater in Los Angeles at 2 p.m. Doors open at 1. The show runs about an hour 20. The bar is open. We have Kay Cannon joining us, Live Genius and Fails. We'll be signing books after the show and saying hi. So please go to OneBedMotherPodcast.com for ticket info under live shows. Yeah, that is going to be so much fun. It's going to be so fun. It is going I'm to be so
1: excited. The most fun. Yes.
0: Speaking of the most funds, how are you, Teresa? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm fine. Do you think because we're recording this during the solar eclipse, and I'm wondering if maybe this show will be injected with magic somehow? Oh, I was
0: thinking you were going to say when we came out of the booth, the Earth had gone desolate. Oh, whoa. <laughs> Ooh! <laughs> I like we, emerge, better. we emerge. We <laughs> emerge. We emerge from our somehow protected by soundproofing thing. Yeah, the soundproofing is what keeps us safe from the apocalypse. That's right. Yeah. The radiation apocalypse, yeah. or
1: yeah. we're infused with
0: magic. Yeah, Teresa and I are two different people. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, okay, do you want to hear about I like guess. the worst parenting day of my life?
0: Is is, Do you think it's the effect of the eclipse? No. (laughs) I wish. Then yes. Either way, we'll blame it on the eclipse. Okay. Okay.
1: So yesterday was Sunday. Sunday mornings, Jesse goes to the flea market, one of many flea markets in Southern California. There's always one on Sunday morning, a different one each week. He always goes and does that. And I hang out with the kids. And (laughs) so we're at home. It's fine. Everything's, of course, going fine until it's not. Mm -hmm. And we had a picnic play date. Planned. Did you like that? Picnic, playdate, planned. The PPP. <laughs> with the triple P. We had a triple P planned. One P for each Wait, thorn that's child. that's redundant now. Not a triple P <laughs> planned. Okay. So, supposed to go meet some friends at a neighborhood park to have a little picnic. Jesse was going to meet us there, and, they were, and he was going to take the kids to their swim lesson, at which point I could go off with Cry. the baby and just chill out. <laughs> Cry is like a little too appropriate for this oh, story. Okay. So, just
0: I'm gonna back it up.
1: Yeah. So, so the kids have been playing all morning, and I'm like, okay, this is a good time for them to like sit and stream something on Netflix while I like get the baby down for a nap so that I can pack the picnic <laughs> again with the peas. Okay, right. This is killing me. <laughs> <laughs> so, then, so I'm doing so as I'm turning on the show, I say to Grace and Oscar. So we're doing this, and when it's over, we're going to the park to meet sure. our friends. So yes. I, so when I say it's time to turn it off, I don't want to hear a bunch of complaining. I just want to hear, like, okay, mommy, and we're going, and we're using the potty, and we're getting in the car. And they're like, great. Okay, yes. They, they hear me. Yes. Okay, great. <laughs> so I go, and I get everything ready, and I'm kind of rushing, because, of course, we're running late. Right? It's just how it is. And I get everything together, and I make some sandwiches, and I get a, extra stuff, and I got the you know, refrigerator bag and blah, blah, blah. And the baby kind of like sleeps long enough to let me do that. And I get myself ready and the baby wakes up and I get, and I turn off the show and Grace is like, no, I'm not going. And which was just, sorry, that's what we're doing right now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So basically I'm just going to summarize like what the next like 45 minutes were like, because basically I had one kid Who adamantly just decides, no way. There's no way I'm going. Right. And I have another kid who's, like, getting ready, using the potty, putting shoes on, (laughs) totally ready to go, playing (laughs) quietly, like, doing a great job, really excited to go to the park. And had Jesse been there, you know, he can just carry a kid to the car. Right. Like, I can't do that with a baby. I have to carry the baby to the car. And I have to other kids to get to the car. Like, if people aren't willing to go to the car, (laughs) um, I can't really do that by myself. And what ended up happening was an escalation Mm. where the kid who did not want to go started throwing things at me, fully throwing things at me, like threw shoes at me. At one point, I was holding the baby and a stool from the bathroom was thrown at us. It was so bad. It was like so above and beyond That I could, like, it escalated so far and so fast that I couldn't, I couldn't backtrack to the point of saying, like, look, I know you don't want to do this, but how about if we go do this, I'll reward you with blah, blah. Like, I couldn't even use bribery at this point because it escalated so So fast fast. and was so far beyond anything acceptable that, like, to make an offer of something like that would have been, I mean, it would just, once a child is, like, actually doing stuff like that, I can't, like... Offered to, like, bribe. Them. Like, right. I'm not going to. No, it's just gross, right? You know, yeah, like, I'm then, not going to be like, well, you can have ice cream if we go. Right. Even though you just threw this thing at my head. Like, I'm right. not going to do that. It conflicts. <laughs> yeah. Like, with, right. With yeah. larger things. Yeah. Right. And um I had, like, that adrenaline reaction. Yeah. having something thrown at me, especially while holding the baby. Oh, yeah. And there was, like, spitting and, like, just really. I was. It was so bad that I just cried. I was crying. Yeah. I cried. Of course you did. And I was like, wow, I have to give up. I have everybody packed. I put so much effort into making this happen. Our friends were already there. They had texted me like where they were. Like they'd already arrived by this point. And so finally I just gave up, you know, and I just went and like laid down. I just went and laid down with the baby. And (laughs) the child who did want to go then proceeded to have a full Tantrum, meltdown, emotional. I mean, because we weren't, weren't going. going to this park, which caused me to cry Again. even more. Yeah, So it was, and, you know, skip ahead a few hours. We sorted out some things. We had some talking. We had some eating. We, like, recovered. We moved on. We ha- went and had the rest of our day. And, you know, everybody's okay. We're all in one piece. But it was it was so bad that it was one it was like one of the few times where in my life where parenting these kids I've felt like I don't know what to do right now. Yeah. I have no idea how to handle like this is so far beyond yeah. my pay grade. And like I feel like that happens with yeah. parenting. Like there's no. like there's lots of stuff that's like oh this really sucks but like I can I can deal with it or I know what to do. Right. Well, that happens a lot. But then there's these moments that are so above and beyond. It was like, I, I just, I, I was, I ha- literally had no words and no actions. Yeah, I knew not what to do.
0: I, I'm so sorry. Yeah, that yeah. is a horrible yeah. day. It was so. Shitty. And I want to say, you say so that everybody's shitty. recovered, uh-huh. but to me, that's like one of those things that, like i would carry a few days oh, yeah. just the like the injury yeah
1: the, no like... i'm totally in that like yeah. i came in this morning and i was like yeah, i'm a little are. dazed and it's t- that's totally why yeah. like i just i'm not i like i'm fine i'll yeah. like i'll get over you will it be you know? fine. yeah and like the kids are fine but like but that was just it a was a lot it was really intense it was intense
0: yeah. yeah i am so sorry thank you yeah how are you <laughs> I am all right. Not, no one's throwing anything at me this week, so that's good. Yeah. Uh, oh, always a good thing in my house when that's not happening. Yeah, that is good. Uh, but I was definitely having a week of, I'm just, I have nothing else to give, so mm, if you guys are going to yeah. go do stuff on your own, great. Uh-huh. And I'm going to look at me letting go, letting you go be creative players or whatever yeah. so katie bell has decided she was going to reach she has a bulletin board on her desk and she was going to redo it uh and we have given her thumbtacks to use mm-hmm. well ellis i could hear from the other room ellis wanting a thumbtack mm-hmm. and she's like no you can't have it and i finally say you know what do you want to do with the thumbtack and he's like i want to put it in paper and i was like you know what all right this is how you hold the thumbtack. I mean, the worst yeah. thing he's gonna do, he's gonna prick himself yeah. or whatever. Lesson learned: yeah. not knives. Yeah, one thumbtack. Yeah, all right. And I let him go off back to the room to do this.
1: Uh-huh.
0: A little later, I hear Katie. I hear him saying something again. He needs more paper and even more paper. And when I go back. What Ellis has created, imagine the thing when you're going into like a parking garage or something Mm -hmm. and it says if you back up, you're going to destroy your tires. Right, right, right. Right, like police throw it out to stop car chases. Right. He has like created this like... All it's like a huge stack of paper with just thumbtack after thumbtack after thumbtack. Uh-huh. It's the most dangerous thing. Uh, yeah. There are also loose thumbtacks in the carpet. Sure, there's like I got like so kind of like, How could you guys have let this yeah. happen? When like, did probably, it get this how did I let yeah. this happen? Yeah, yeah, I just yeah. didn't want to be in there for right. like 10 yep. minutes. i was oh, like, 10 God. minutes, I'm just like not so wanting to times. be there. Yes, and I'm like.
1: You know, this is you kind it, of know also know that you are going to go in and something, something's going to be yeah. there. You are making a deal. I am making a deal. Life. With, yeah, yeah, how bad is this going <laughs> to
0: yeah. be? And, yeah. it's, and like, so I am picking up like all the little extra thumbtacks. I am sure that I'll find another yep. one. Oh yes, barefoot in my house. Yep. Uh, or my children will be blessed to never step on it. I will yep. always stamp step on a thumbtack. But anyway, and of course, he doesn't want to get rid of it. Right. It's he his favorite. He wants to save it. Right. He's so the favorite just, it's yeah. thing. So there's now just like a stack of paper with like 10 to 15 thumbtacks oh sticking up
1: God.
0: just in the den. I mean, okay. not in the den, in the bedroom, okay. sometimes in a drawer. Uh huh. But sometimes I, it comes out. But sometimes it comes yeah. out. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, this is the worst yeah. thing I've allowed the yes. kind of, this is awful. Yes. Yeah. Oh, God. Speaking of awful <laughs> and making mistakes, today I'm going to monopolize the show a little bit uh, with the question Am I failing and letting my children fail?
1: So I
0: have been stewing on this for a while because, mm-hmm. you know, things were going great. So I need something to stew on. Yep. But, but this is real, actually. This is one of those things that, like, uh, I have been wrestling with, uh, with a little mom guilt, a little mom self-judging on uh, am I – have I done something in my history of parenting Katie Bell that has set herself up to be unable to problem solve? Okay. Uh, And this is what we're really talking about. So like, I kind of there's like a question that I sort of asked myself at like 2 a.m. a couple of weeks ago, which was, what if I can't let Katie Bell do it on her own? I think there are sort of two categories uh, of like letting your kids learn how to do stuff on their own. And there's one that I think I've been fairly successful at. My kid carries her own backpack. She dresses herself. She can make herself a sandwich, make herself toast. You know, like get her own snacks, her own water, bathe herself. You know, like all the practical. I don't do her homework. She can ask her teachers questions. You know, like I just remind
1: everyone how old she is. Yeah, just Bell's eight. She just yeah. turned eight. Great.
0: So there's like there's practical like skills mm-hmm. that she can do. But what I have noticed recently. That feels like it shouldn't be happening at this age is a lack of ability to problem solve. And let me give you some examples to help like put this into perspective. Mm-hmm. So a classic example I think everybody has experienced is hearing their kids say, I can't find such and such. Right. She'll come in and she'll be like, have you seen my you know, hairbrush? It is in the bathroom. I can't find it. Okay. So we're going to stop. We're going to stop this example I'm sorry, here. I'm only
1: laughing because of recognition. Right. Go ahead. Yeah, we all know this, yes. right? Like,
0: it's like, I can't find my shoes. And they're like right yes. by your feet. Yes. And so you're like, okay, well, it's in the bathroom. Yeah. Look at me being the parent who's going to let you problem solve. Right. Go and find your hairbrush. Yeah. It's definitely in your bathroom. Yeah. This right? is like
1: barely even a problem. This is to barely solve, even a problem right? solving. Okay. I feel this like we like, have to go yes. to degrees right. throughout my, yes. my, my yes. story here. Yes.
0: And... Like 10 minutes later, she cannot still find the yeah. brush. But I know she has just stood. Right. She just stood She just stood there not looking. Yeah. yeah. Now, I don't know how other parents respond to this. Uh-huh. But I respond badly. <laughs> <laughs> I go crazy. Yeah. Because all I think is it's like on the couch. Like I'll yeah. walk in and I'll be like. I can see it. Yeah. Or open one drawer. Open Did you dra- open
1: one drawer? Did right. you open? Is
0: this helping you learn? By me coming in and being like, did you use your eyeballs, Katie Bell? Did you open things? Did you, I don't know, just turn your head and look down right there? Hint, yeah. hint. Yeah. Next to you, if it's a snake, yeah. you're getting warmer, you're yeah. getting colder. All that stuff, right? Okay. Again, possibly. Why? Because in that very situation, I am telling her where it is. Yeah. When I go in. Yeah. I have now stopped allowing her to continue to problem solve. I have gone in and solved the problem. Right. Okay. In all situations, my frustration with her lack of ability to do the things she wants to do results in my first attempt Mm -hmm. of, well, I guess you'll take all day to figure that out. Mm -hmm. Whatever. Mm -hmm. To me immediately, like five minutes later, being like, it's right there. Mm -hmm. Right. Okay. Mm -hmm. So... So as she is now like eight, I feel like we should be getting out of this on some level. And so what I need is like, I'm here to do this to talk about reality checks. Because I'm sure if I go back and listen to the show a few years ago, I'd be like, she'll never learn manners. She'll never be a polite child in the world, right? Mm -hmm. And now I have been able to come on the show and say, well, now that she's hit seven, eight, I see all that manners work, all that politeness work kick in. Yeah. But I also feel that teaching your kid manners is is a little easier because it's easy to be consistent with say yes, ma'am, say no, ma'am, say thank you, say please, say, you know, did you say please? Did you say thank you? Mm -hmm. Like, those are kind of gimmies. We all do it. And I feel like I have proven that that eventually kicks in. Mm -hmm. But I'm not sure when this problem solving thing is supposed to kick in. And I want her to be a problem solver. Mm. I, want her, I don't want her to walk into her room and say, I can't find the thing that's by my foot. That makes me crazy. And to give you a bigger like, problem, like why, why this is been brewing in my head, I'll give you one more example. And then we'll get into this Okay, a little more. And this should fall into a fail category, but I'll just share it for Great. the show. Uh, so it's the second day of school. It's that morning. Katie Bell's got garbage all over her face. And I say, <laughs> Katie Bell, go wash your face before we go to school. She goes into the bathroom and I pass the bathroom like a minute later and she's just standing there and her face is still covered with garbage. And I say, Katie Bell, wash wash your face. She says, I don't have a washcloth. And I say, okay. She says, there are no clean washcloths in here. And I, (laughs) I say, okay, my brain, my inside my brain, I'm like, oh, my God, what's wrong with you? What's your yeah. problem? There's a fucking yeah. bathroom. But instead I say, oh, this is your chance, Elizabeth, to do that thing that you've been talking about and beating yourself up about. Katie Bell, there are a number of other ways to wash your face. There are another, a number of other options to use in this bathroom to wash your face. Why don't you figure out a different way to wash your face? Uh-huh. And I walk away. Several minutes later, I come back past the bathroom, and she's still standing there. Uh-huh. Now, my kids wake up early. Right. She's not tired. She's not, okay, <laughs> she's not? We're not, like, doped out or something. She's just standing okay. there. And I say, Katie Bell. She goes, I can't. There's no other way to wash my face. And then I lose my mind. I just <laughs> went immediately to losing my mind. Uh-huh. And I was like... I mean, I, I yelled, I yeah. yelled. I was like, oh my God, are you kidding me? There are towels on the wall. Yeah. There's a hand towel right here. Your foot standing on a drawer, like it's up propped up on a drawer with hand towels that could yeah. also be used. You could just take water, and splash it on your face with your hands. Like th- it's a bathroom. Yeah. It's designed for washing. Yeah. Like there's so many ways. And then I was like, all right, uh, save this, save this. You're yelling at her. And I was like, you have a big, beautiful brain. And it 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 gets me upset when I don't see you using it the way I, I know that you can use it and this should be an easy and, ah, and then I uh-huh. tried to walk it back and then I left. And then she was like super upset yeah. <laughs> the rest of the morning, which she had the right to be. She had a right to be upset.
1: Uh-huh.
0: But I don't know what to do. Like this panics me as a parent. Uh-huh. And it, it could just panic me because I have a problem letting problems go unsolved. Uh-huh. I am a problem solver. Yeah, this is totally who. But it's like the crafting thing. I assume everybody's a problem solver. Mm -hmm. I assume everybody's like, hey, I can't, you know, get in the the doorknob's not working. I wonder if I just turn it the other way if that'll work. Yeah. (laughs) As I watch my children just keep pushing the door, says Paul. You know what I mean? Like, well, just have you tried something? I just figure we all do that. Maybe not. So my questions are. Is it too late? <laughs> Is this correct for her developmental stage? Not sure we can answer that. Yeah. And can I change this given that I may not? This goes back to the original question. I'm scared I can't let her. Right.
1: Like I can't. Like well, it's not what's in interesting my... about this whole conversation. Yeah. Is you seem to know exactly yeah. where this is coming from. I what do. The problem is, and, and I... what you need to do to fix it. Like, but, th- but the problem is, I can't. I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm really
0: concerned. I can't. That it's me. Like again, mm-hmm. me. So mm-hmm.
1: what is stopping you from just letting her make mistakes or fail? Like, All right. Let's... What? What is? What are you worried about happening? Or what? I understand. Okay. I let's let me start with. I understand. <laughs> well, let me first start. <laughs> Let me first start with, let me first start with, it's not too late. I'm positive about that. Um, but also, like, I understand there's there's also, like, a time and a place for right. pro- for giving your kids, like, the freedom to fail and mess up and, like, stuff like that. And, yeah. like, for me, I know your kids get up early, but, like, for me getting ready to get everybody out of the house is not a great time. Right. And even if you guys have plenty of time, it's just, it's the start of your day. You're kind of, like, trying to stay on schedule. There's, like, a number of things. Like, to me, like, I understand just... Handing your kid a washcloth or helping them find right. a hairbrush or whatever you need to do to like stay on schedule. And there's like other times in your day yeah. that might be like better suited to like d- letting your kid like work this stuff out on their own. Right. But, but, but like beyond, but like setting <laughs> when aside is that those time moments. Of day? <laughs> well, that's what I'm wondering. <laughs> yeah. Like, what is it that's because I understand time and like, yeah. like so priority, like certain, pr- you know, there's levels of priorities, right? There's certain things that sort of trump letting your kid like figure yeah. out stuff. So like what outside of like staying on schedule or whatever, like what emotionally is stopping you from letting her spend an hour trying to figure something out or... <laughs> Or yeah. just screw something up. I you see know, what, like, what, what you're is asking. It? What's, what's going to happen? What's the worst case
0: scenario? I, I, that, okay, that is a good question. And I am not sure I am motivated by worst case scenario. Uh-huh. I think I am purely... Like, it is instinctual uh-huh. for me to provide solutions. Uh-huh. Yep. Got so it. So
1: I that think... That is something you have to offer. Right. Yeah.
0: That is a thing yeah. that I do. My own interest and desire uh-huh. to problem solve and to, like, be involved in... I yeah. do think that maybe there was a time where I felt like if I was showing them ways to do it... Yeah. That they that, would that learn was, from that, that they would learn... And, yeah. But I don't think that's happening. Like, I yeah, haven't I seen that mean. in practice yet. Like, right. right, I haven't seen, well, here are the three different ways you could get, you know, I don't know, like an egg to roll down this thing without breaking. This is nothing we've ever done. This right, is just right. something that's right, come right, right. to my mind. But, yeah. like, let's say, you know, there is a problem that they're yeah. trying to solve. And I, you know, I it is, I feel like as a parent, I'm teaching by talking about some different approaches. Mm-hmm. Now, what do you think? Mm-hmm. But now I think that's not working, at least with my kids. Now Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm getting met, at least with Katie Bell, with the answer with, I don't know. Right. Why don't you do it? Right? Right. (laughs) Like, and that's where I feel, that's where the guilt comes out. That's where I feel like, oh, my God, have I just been setting us up for this with her? Have I been in my desire to, like, work with her and teach her? Yeah. Have I not been teaching her? Yeah. And now it's a really, because it is instinctual for me, I mean, I was an executive assistant, guys. I went, you know, yeah, like... Yeah,
1: yeah, No, it all... That competitive, all that great. Yeah, sense. anybody who's been listening yes. to the
0: show for years, you know, yes. I would like to get ahead of a problem. Yeah. So I don't know how I'm supposed... Like, I'm having a hard time pulling back yeah, or like you said, finding the right windows to pull back. Cause you're right. There's sometimes there's time related things yeah. where I can't like have her looking for 20 minutes for yeah. her backpack when it's by her foot. And we exactly. got to get out the door. yeah. But, uh, and I've said, I've even done the, like, like one of the mistakes that I make, and it's okay. I think to say there are mistakes that I make is there have been times all summer saying, Katebell, Bell, I'm no longer going to help you with X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. If you can't find something, you can't like, I set up these great, uh-huh. like, this is now then you. Then do you
1: follow? That's good. Do you follow I, through? I, I clearly you don't. don't follow yeah. through. Okay. I okay. clearly yeah. don't.
0: Like that yeah. is my like, you know, being yeah. truthful yeah. about what I'm doing. It's Not like, man, he just loves the bottle. Well, it's because I keep shoving a bottle in his mouth. Right. 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 Yeah. <laughs> Ellis doesn't walk fast because I fucking carry him everywhere. Right. 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 Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah. this one, well, that seems hilarious yeah. to me. Yeah. Again. This yeah. one feels very personal yeah no I totally I get it just and again I'm not sure we're going anywhere with this yeah
1: no I just um I'm thinking about it because I think like I think it's like personalities too cause, yeah like Oscar is my kid who's more like that where I'm just like you gotta be kidding me yeah like really you can't figure this out yeah and um and it but like I can see how like I, a lot of times I just go like oh well well he's three but like Grace was not like that at three like she figures her shit out like she does not she doesn't even bother asking me because she wants to figure out her own way of doing it Mm. so I think part of it is a personality thing like you led into this with the concept that, like, obviously manners are easier to teach. And I think that might be a personality thing, too. Uh, like I yeah, think, true. Katie, but, like, you know, that's true. something that, you know, she's very verbal and, like, she's very, like, intuitive in terms of, like, listening to you and, like, she's able to, you know what I mean? Like, that's something that is, like, maybe she's good at, like, memorizing or, like, you know what I mean? Like, there's, like, right. things that come really naturally and then there's that's other true. things that, like, we all kind of need to work on more. But I think, like... I wonder what would happen if because, I just labor like, in the woods for an hour. <laughs> no, just like thinking about your competitive nature, mm-hmm. like even with yourself, like what if you like set up for yourself like one a day, just mentally yeah. one a day, like just tell right. yourself one a day. And that means to you like one problem a day even. And like at some point in this day, I'm going to find that moment where I'm going to like wait. Yeah. And just let it happen and let whatever the outcome is be the outcome of that. Like, what if you did that? <sighs> I barely. I don't know. Have to get medicated. I don't know. Yeah. No, you're right. I mean, like,
0: you're right. Like, I that's a joke. But like, yeah. But there is a slight panic to that because, like, I was telling Stefan last night. I I said it earlier. Like, it is almost compulsory to solve problems. So to have a problem fo- floating around yeah. that is going unsolved, yeah. is absurd to me right? and what I'm having a hard time is accepting that not all problems are mine to solve. Right. Right? Like she's yeah. got to solve. So I mean it's, it's maybe more of a problem right. that she
1: can't solve her problem. So right. maybe that's the problem oh, you can focus thank on. Thank you. That's,
0: yeah. Thank you for
1: the spin. That's <laughs> yeah. a, I can embrace that. Yeah. Your larger like, problem. I am fixing this by right. every single day. I'm going to do this one thing each day and yeah. that's how I'm going to fix this problem. <sighs>
0: Because, you know, <laughs> cause it falls into that thing of, like, as you just if I just, like, don't, like, let the kids go do their own thing, and yeah. they'll all start it out, which yeah, I'm yeah, such a yeah. believer in. Yeah, yeah Which yeah, I think yeah. also makes me kick myself in the pants and be like, I, that's the style of parenting that I want to do. Yeah. And it just clearly goes against <laughs> right. all that I am. Right. right? <laughs> right. <laughs> yes. And it's just, it's just very frustrating. So I think that that's, I think I just needed to come in and kind of, like, vomit it out. Yeah. It's really not. While Katie Bell has problems problem solving, this is not her problem. This yeah. is a problem I yeah, 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 have sort totally. of created. Yeah. And she's perfect. She's perfect <laughs> in every way. Like all our kids. Like all our children. <laughs> uh, I, on the other hand, need, we, we need some broken. Broken <laughs> shadows, yes, Gel, shadows of our former like free thinking selves. Support for One Bad Mother comes from Rent the Runway. Turns out, after having kids, your closet may not be filled with clothes that you feel great in anymore, or panic buys that you only wear once, or like me, very, very outdated options.
1: You can finally experience a wardrobe you love with Rent the Runway's unlimited subscription to everyday fashion. Enjoy the thrill of new clothes without the commitment, closet space, or buyer's remorse. 70% 70% of Unlimited members say they shop less now that they subscribe to fashion. So Unlimited is a subscription to fashion that gives you access to a rotating closet filled with premium designer styles for work, weekends, and everything in between. Keep in mind, you guys, you don't have to wash or keep everything pristine before you return it. Our listeners can get 25% off their
0: first month. Visit renttherunway.com unlimited or download the iPhone app. Enter code BADMOTHER at checkout to get the 25% discount. We've got a Jumbotron. This Jumbotron is for Erin Compton from your One Bad Mother
1: Facebook family. Erin, you are doing an incredible job. We love you and we will always support you and stand with you. Lots of love from all of us. And Erin, that's also from Biz and Me. Lots of love from us too. You are doing a great job.
0: Oh my god I'm paying attention Wow You mom are a genius Oh my god That's fucking genius
1: So every year Oscar's preschool does a field trip To this like water park That's um It's like <laughs> a regular water park Except they also have like a big area That's for little kids Like they have like life jackets that, For little little kids right. Like you can be like a one year old Or a two year old And like have fun there Yeah And I was chaperoning on the on the field trip and everybody brings like their whole family on this field trip. Like it's like this thing. And everybody goes, it's like an hour away, and like everybody has a great time and they really encourage you to like bring all your kids and blah blah blah. And like I knew Jesse wasn't gonna be there and I knew Grace would wanna come and I knew there were like other siblings that were gonna come. And I just thought to myself and oh, and it was a day that the babysitter was going to be with Curtis. So I right. knew I didn't have to bring the baby, which was great. But I just had this feeling like, hey, if I go with Grace and Oscar, that'll be good and challenging. Yeah. <laughs> or I could just take Oscar yeah. and just not even mention it to Grace because she doesn't know what she's missing. Right. And just have a great special day yeah. with just me and one kid yeah. who like I can have some like quality time with. Yeah. And I will actually have fun in this scenario. Huh. And we just did that. And we had the best... Day, oh. I'm so glad I did it, and like I totally was like second guessing it leading up to it because like yeah. other people we knew were bringing their older kids sure. to age, and I was just like, no, I, this no. is what I I actually want this, oh, and it's going good. to be fun for Oscar and me, and it was, it was awesome. Good job, a great day.
0: Good job, thank you.
1: Okay, Friday, I went into
0: Katyville School to make pinhole projectors for the eclipse with the kids happening to speak, and that involved some tinfoil and ellis wanted to play with some tinfoil so i had made ellis some some rocket boots out of tinfoil but then ellis and i before going to the school had the most lovely time making him a full suit out of tinfoil and what was fun about this was i just sat on the floor and put tinfoil on him and it didn't like It was like, and there was Aww. no like, he's like three. So there's no like, it's not perfect. It's great. Right. Yeah. And we just did that. And then later at the school, because he walked in in some of his tinfoil gear, like all these third graders were like kind of making fun, but kind of interested. Uh-huh. So after we made the cameras, I just used 75 feet of tinfoil and let the kids go and make whatever they yeah. wanted to out of tinfoil. And it turned out to be like such a fun problem-solving. Uh-huh. Uh, like, sort of project, you know? Like, I need tape. You can make this work without tape. How can you make it work Ooh, without yeah. tape? It was just like a fun time with tinfoil, guys. That was a cheap and fun toy. That's awesome. It was. Great job. It was great.
2: Hi, guys. This is my genius moment, inspired by uh, Teresa's fail from last week <laughs> of Oscar peeing all over the couch. <laughs> um, when we were potty training my kiddo, the... Unzipped the covers from the seat cushion, and put in the waterproof pads like you put on a changing table in between the cover and the cushion, so the pee could not soak into the cushion, no matter how long it had sat there. So, hope this can help somebody else, and you're all doing a really great job.
0: This is genius. Yeah, I cannot believe that's great. This is like the first time I've heard this. I was not probably the first time I've heard it. But I'm just like, it just jumps out of like, oh. Yeah,
1: it's a great idea. It's a
0: really good idea. Yeah. Good job. Yeah, good job. That's amazing. Failures.
1: Fail, 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 fail. You suck. Fail me, Teresa. So I think I've said that, like, (laughs) things have been falling through the cracks. Like, I think I've mentioned that. But I'll just say it again. Things have been falling through the cracks. And here's just one example. So, you know, Oscar goes to preschool and a lot of the kids have birthdays and they invite all the kids to go to the birthday party. I had not one, but two birthday parties last month where I didn't open the invitation until the day of the party <laughs> after, like an hour or two after the party, like just coincidentally, two different times. Oh my gosh. I opened, by the time I got around to opening the invitation, it was like an hour or two after the party had ended. Oh Ended. No. Just had no idea it was even happening. Sent like apologetic notes. And then like a couple days later, at this like water park field trip, I was talking to a mom of a kid who Oscar is really good friends with, mm-hmm. and she, she turns to me and she goes, so will he be at the birthday party on Saturday? And I was like, what? I, I literally had no idea. And I don't, like, I don't, I can't even explain it. I just had no idea it was happening. And we couldn't make it due Ugh. to a conflict. But I felt like so, because you could tell yeah. that she really, she was like, oh, you know, he really wants Oscar there. And hopefully, you know, and I was like, I'm so, I'm so sorry. Yeah. I don't even I don't know how to explain to you that this is not personal. Yeah. But it's just not.
0: like. Yeah, I am so sorry. That's really real. Yeah. I, that, that is a horrible fail. Yeah. And I do sit there and I think I, I would like to make an example of it in the sense that, like, how easy it is when you're the sender to mm-hmm. think that, like, to just really be like, what is their problem?
1: Right, right. You like know what I mean? oh, they like, didn't even open but here's invitation. the invitation. Yeah, like
0: that's real. It yeah. happens. We will all be on the other side yes. of like missing or not reading yes. or forgetting and not responding. Yeah, and like it's. I'm so sorry that it happened. It's totally understandable that that happened. Yeah, thanks. given everything. That, yeah, you know, like I just. I'm so sorry. Thanks. Yeah, you're uh, you're doing an awful job. I know. I know. <laughs> um, I actually am my fail. Is that yelling at Katie Bell about that washcloth? Mm. I gotta handle that a lot of different ways, and I was really mad. Like I, uh-huh. it was like a panic mad. It was like sort of yeah. like your your fight or flight B yeah, thing yeah, for me. Yeah. Seeing like, her how stand could this there, happening? yeah, like really got me like panic angry, mm. and and it really soured the whole morning. Like so, then she's like getting like that sort of stress breathing, you know, mm-hmm. like really have upset her, and then that Stefan always like absorbs my anger so mm-hmm. then whenever he then the next time he talks to kids he talks to them in a snappy oh, way uh-huh. and like so she's like really upset the whole and i just was like this was me mm-hmm. i made her upset on
1: the second day on of the second
0: day of school <laughs> i this was not a confidence boosting there's oh. no love note i can put in her lunchbox oh. that's gonna make up for this and like i i just i, I still feel like bad about like how i handled that And I'm sure there's some positive thing about I won't do it again, but I probably will. And I don't know, like, it's just, it's really hard. We're really, I am really struggling with this right now. So there you go, guys.
2: Hi, ladies. This is a fail. I've been solo parenting during the week and most weekends for about four months now. And showing a house along with that, trying to sell it, probably relocate. Last night, uh, to avoid the kids messing the house up, we went out to dinner and then went to get some groceries. Uh, my son, who's five, was getting very tired and I decided I'd try to hurry up and get him in the house and to bed. Got him to bed, got my daughter to bed, was exhausted, went to bed myself. wasn't until this morning that I realized I left the groceries in the car overnight. Fucking seriously? Can't believe it. Of course, it included milk and yogurt. No frozen stuff, thankfully, Jeez. but lots of stuff. Just another thing to add to the list. Thanks, guys. You're doing a good job.
0: Oh, that sucks. Really bad. Yeah. And also something that happens all the time. Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah, it's always the dairy.
1: You yep. know what I mean?
0: Like, yep. it's almost. You get everything out of the car sometimes, but the dairy. Oh, yeah, right. Right? Like, yeah, I am sorry. You can
1: just be dairy-free for a week or two.
0: You are doing a very good job. (laughs) Yeah, you are. That's a lot. Yeah. But also, fail. You're doing doing both a great job and a horrible job.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You are the greatest mom I've ever known. I love you, I love you When I have a problem I call you on the phone One Bad Mother is supported in part by Nature Box.
0: Nature Box has over a hundred snacks like sriracha roasted cashews, white cheddar caramel popcorn, or vanilla bean wafers that taste good and are actually better for you, which is great when you are on a snack rut for what to pack in the diaper bag, the backseat, or the lunch boxes.
1: And right now you'll save even more. Nature Box is offering One Bad Mother listeners three free snacks and the first month of their membership free with your first order when you go to naturebox.com/badmother that's naturebox.com/badmother for 3 free snacks with your first order naturebox.com/badmother
0: Uh, Teresa. Yes. Let's call a parent. Great. This week we are talking to Dr. Ama Mazama, who is an associate professor and director of the graduate programs of the Department of African American Studies at Temple University. She's also the managing editor of the Journal of Black Studies. Her publications appear in journals in three continents. Well-known as an educational consultant for the infusion of African content into American schools, she has written several books for teachers in addition to her major scholarly works in Afrocentric philosophy and theory. Two co-edited encyclopedias, the Encyclopedia of Black Studies and the Encyclopedia of African Religion, Earned praise for her for their pioneering work from the National Council of Black Studies. We have asked her here to talk about her research on homeschooling in African American families. Welcome, Dr. Mazama. Thank you very much. Thank you for joining us. You, you are somewhere ex- not here. Where are you right now? You are someplace exciting. At least for me, it's exciting.
3: <laughs> it is exciting for me, too. I'm, I'm home. I'm in Guadeloupe, oh, that's which very... is in the, Eastern, in the Eastern Caribbean, yes.
0: Oh, that's lovely. That's so nice. Before we get into your research, I'd like to ask you what we ask all our guests, which is who lives in your house?
3: My husband and
0: our three children. Three children. As well as two dogs and a cat. <laughs> that's, that's all we care about on the show are the mm-hmm. animals. Um, how, do you mind if I ask how old your children are? Uh, they are 22, 15, and 12. I wanted to kind of set this up by saying I am often the first person uh, on the show to admit that uh, there's lots of things I know very little about, uh, especially before I had kids. And homeschooling was definitely one of those things that when I was much younger, I knew nothing about. And I made some lovely generalizations about about why people uh, homeschooled. But again, you know, that surprising thing when you start asking questions, uh, you start to realize that, that you know nothing about something. Uh, I also discovered I had a lot of friends who were homeschooling their kids. And uh, and so I had the opportunity to admit openly that I was a big jerk at one point in time in my life. So I'm excited to talk about this with you today. And you did a, a lot of research uh, that was focused on why more and more black families were choosing to homeschool their kids. And so the first thing I'd like to ask you is, why did you choose to do this research? Was it because this was, uh, you, were, you were homeschooling your children or was it something you were interested in before, uh, before you started that?
3: You know, um, I did it really because I am homeschooling and I realized, you know, that, there was no research that had been done on on why black families um, do this increasingly, and so I thought there was a void there, and I um, and I wanted to fill that void, and I also wanted, most importantly, to allow a black families to speak for themselves, because there was really a tendency in the works that I read. Uh, there's an assumption that black people do it just. Because white people do it, you know, (laughs) and I realized that things were a bit more complicated because being black in the United States can be, you know, a tricky business, you know, (laughs) so um, it's going to be so simple.
0: Well, well, right. So, yeah, there's, you know, there are lots of reasons that people choose to homeschool their kids, be it, you know, uh, learning disabilities or be it uh, religious reasons or, or maybe, you know, they just don't feel that their children are getting what they need to get from school. I certainly, now that I have kids in school, I've certainly had those moments where I'm like, is my daughter getting enough? Is she getting the education that she could handle? you know, that she, that that, yes, yes. that would let her develop. So I am I'm sure that those do play in on some level, but there really are unique uh, reasons for why uh, black families are making this choice. Can you share with us uh, what those motivations are? There uh, Clearly
3: there's an overlap, you know, between among black, you know, homeschooling parents, you know, across racial lines, social lines, you know, the reasons that you mentioned, you know, quality of education and things like that. But for the black parents, the underlying and recurrent uh, motivation was really racism. Um, They were really, what I call in my research, um, racial protectionists. They were very You know, uh, eager to protect their children's self-esteem, their children's sense of self-worth. They were very concerned about their children hating themselves, feeling bad about themselves because of the school, uh, because of the curriculum, because of the teachers' attitudes, because of influences from peers. Uh, attitudes and from the administrators, the increasing um, policing of schools that really targeted black children, they felt. So uh, racism really was a big, 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 was the number one reason, really.
0: Well, I'd like to actually uh, get into that a little bit specifically with the curriculum, because I think, you know, uh, if... If if it's not per se affecting you, then it's really hard to be aware that something is way off with the curriculum. And I, I was wondering if you could talk about, you know, some of the specific issues that 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 people were finding in the educ the education that was being provided in the textbooks in the in the history. Yes, yes I can I'll
3: be quite specific. For example, many parents had a problem with. Um, African-American history being presented as beginning in 1619, <laughs> you know, uh, that they really felt that was very, um, very offensive, very reductive, and that really uh, short their, their their children and black people in general, you know, that, okay, we got to the United States, or, we you know, it wasn't the United States then, but, you know, it's North America in 1619, but... There was a long history and culture before that that is really not discussed at all in textbooks. So they had a problem with African Americans being portrayed as descendants of slaves,
0: you know. Yeah, that's like that. That was not correct. Well, it went, right. I mean, so anybody, both both people of color who are hearing this, and you know, uh, white kids hearing this, they're only you're you're getting started with this one story. Definitely. And that's absolutely, yeah. It's
3: a very, very Eurocentric historiography, you know. So uh, white people brought you over here, and that's when it all starts for
0: you, mm-hmm. you know.
3: Yeah. And, yeah. And, and and it is a very uh, demeaning and degrading, you know, situation too, because you were just slaves to white people, and this was what your people were, were you know, enslaved, enslaved, slaves slave to white people. And so many said, you know, when they were uh, in school themselves, they felt very. Um, very embarrassed by this narrative. They felt that it was it was offensive and it was not fair and it was not true either because, again, you know, there was a long history, a long African history before that. So, you know, that that's one very specific example, but I heard it again and again. You know, also um, the fact that African-American history and experience is not really included in the curriculum on a, on a daily basis that it's only during Black History Month, they give you a leaflet about Martin Luther King, Rosa Parks, and uh, George Washington, and and that's it, you know? (laughs) Right. And so, uh, again, as if that's all there was to the black experience in the Americas, you know? So these are examples, you know, and and, and really the absence, the absence really of of black people in the curriculum, generally speaking.
0: Part of the stereotypes of sort of homeschooling uh, kids is that uh, people who choose to homeschool their kids are limiting their what their their children learn that they that they are the ones yeah. who would walk out and not know as much about. You know the larger world because they're they're being taught such a focused curriculum, and again, there's zero proof of this. But of course, uh, of
3: course.
0: So, so you do sit there and you wonder I, what I always hear and what I have seen in my, with my friends whose kids are homeschooled is that they're able to learn at almost a faster pace and and deep dive in ways that we can't do uh, in in a traditional school setting. Is that absolutely?
3: Absolutely, because it's more like on one on one, you know, maybe two two children or three children at the most, you know, most of the time. And so you can really take your time, go deeper into things. You're not driven by by testing. You know, the schedule is pretty much yours. You know, when I teach my children, we pick one theme or two themes for the year, and we study it thoroughly. So, for example, we one year we picked uh, trees. My daughter wanted to learn about trees. We spent the whole year learning about trees. And when I say learning about trees, of course, we start, you know, with the tree planting and the different types of trees and what do you do with trees and. <laughs> deforestation and, and you know, and, and so it, it goes there. And then we look at the spiritual aspect, what trees mean in different traditions. What do people do? Uh, people make drums with trees and, you know, the spirit in trees. So it it take, takes you really far and, and deep, and it's, it's a beautiful thing.
0: Yeah, I want to... I I really want to kind of go two ways. So I'm going to actually stop where we're going and kind of go back a little bit to, you know, a big conversation that uh, we're trying to explain to uh, my oldest daughter right now, uh, as well as the discussion that's happening widely in our country now, which is a good thing, is this concept of institutionalized uh, racism. And uh, there's no question, you know, after uh, sort of reading this research uh, and you know, asking the right questions, or any question, there are no wrong questions just to ask, is that you can see this in our, this Eurocentric, you know, curriculum that we have. And one of the things I was listening to um, a talk that you gave, where you you went into uh, sort of the history of uh, the U.S.'s compulsory ignorance laws, mm-hmm. and and how that sort of tied into a a, whether you wanted it or not a history of homeschooling in in the African American yes. community and I would I would actually like you since we don't technically have those laws anymore it's very easy for a generation of us to be like the what what so could you talk about uh, what those laws were, and how that uh, sort of plays into a, a history of, of homeschooling in our country.
3: Yes, it's, it's very interesting. In, in 1740, there was those laws called, uh, called compulsory ignorance laws that uh, aimed at really preventing uh, people of African descent. We were not African Americans yet, we were Africans. Uh, we could not learn to read and write. It was a crime. And so that meant that those African people who were inclined to learn to read and write had to do it in secret, and and that's where you know homeschooling really started for African people in the United States. Uh, we, we had to hide, otherwise you know we could be killed or or you know severely flogged and and punished. So it's very interesting that the system wants to force you to be ignorant, and so. In response, you you still learn, but you have to do it undercover.
0: You had an interest... And, and, go so, ahead, sorry. Yeah. Sorry, I was just say you had... No, no th- go ahead, go ahead. There was, like, this interesting statistic that you had that by the time emancipation had happened and those yes. laws were lifted, it, was it 5%, 10%? Yeah, was-
3: it was 5%. 5% of the 4 million Africans um, who were freed from bondage had managed to learn to read and write. So you say, okay, 5% is not a but when you think about how se- severe and serious, yeah. you know, those compulsory ignorance laws were realized that there was really a strong desire on the part of African people to learn to read and write, to become literate. Uh, we also understand what was at stake. The idea was that um, if you managed to become literate, then you would be able to move away from the plantation, mm-hmm. because nobody wanted to stay on the plantation, because it was a very harsh and cruel and difficult life. Um it's very interesting because at the same time today, you know, African-Americans are being accused of not wanting to learn, and, you know. and, I, and I really beg to differ, and I take issue with this, you know. And when you see the, um, the eagerness of, of black parents today, you know, and how they homeschool, and sometimes they face very difficult situations. Single mothers, you know, who homeschool, they manage to homeschool some work at night, so they can be home in the daytime with their children, uh, I, I know that is much more complicated than black people don't want to learn. You know, it's much more
0: complicated than that. Well, it, that is probably, when I started, you know, having my daughter, we started going into looking at public schools and, and pursuing schools. I was so taken aback by those attitudes being spread around and talked about that mm-hmm. you know what makes a what i call the new code of what makes a good school what makes a bad school hearing those mm-hmm. sort of expressions bandied about and that theory that anybody doesn't want to learn is it's so insane it's such an insane like lazy way of thinking
3: <laughs> it is it has to be it has to be i mean think about how 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 willing children are to learn i know they have to questions they're so curious about everything
0: it's so interesting well here let's let's wrap up on this question because we we were we were touching on this a little uh b- before that question and and it was again there are a lot of uh, you know sort of stereotypes of problems that you know you're going to have if you if you homeschool your kids like you know socialization and things like that which again have proven to not be true but uh, I was wondering what are challenges uh, that that homeschool children may have, uh, and if they're, you know, like what about going into college? Are there are there challenges with that? Are there challenges with socialization after all, but not to the degree that we generalize? And are there any that are unique uh, for uh, African American families uh, who are homeschooling? You
3: know, the honestly. I I have not I have homeschool, been homeschooling for 14 years and I will start my 15th year you know in a couple of weeks so <laughs> um, I've been doing this for a pretty long time um, I have not seen a socialization issue because there are many programs again people mm-hmm. who well, are outside of that world don't don't realize that there is really a community of homeschoolers you know uh, that homeschoolers organize programs for their children that institutions organize programs because they know it's a growing market and they want to tap into it. For example, uh, for the past uh, probably 20 years, in the city where I live, which is Philadelphia, um, there was a club that organized uh, tennis clinics just for homeschooled children on Fridays between 10 and 12. And and. Uh, you know, the YMCA has programs and the Quark Center has programs just for homeschoolers during the daytime. So uh, the children do have a chance to interact. In fact, you have to pick. There are too many activities (laughs) for home. Seriously, you know, it's it's very tempting because the programs are very appealing. And you say, no, we need to stay home and really sit down and do some, you know, maybe more structured work, you know, especially as they grow up, you start you know, thinking about college and and, and so on and so forth. Um, In terms of going to college, it's really not uh, a problem. My oldest son is 22. He's in college now. Uh, It was not difficult at all because, again, uh, colleges, universities have a special track Mm. for homeschooling because there are so many of them now, you know. Uh, And some of those schools actually uh, like homeschooled children because they know they tend to be more focused. They tend to be more independent learners, you know. They tend to like to read. You know, that's one thing about homeschoolers. They tend to read a lot (laughs) um, because they have more time.
0: Yeah, no, I've heard that. I, I've, read. I've heard that from uh, friends of mine who homeschool their kids, uh, uh, both for uniquely different reasons. But they say, I say, I, you know, when I ask those like super vaguely insulting questions of like, mm-hmm. how do you do that all day? <laughs> they uh, <laughs> they they say, uh, my kids read a lot. You know, there's like yes, yeah, they do. Yeah. But I was like, oh, yeah, that makes sense.
3: They they go to the library more because again, the school takes so much time. Yeah. you know so much of their time that then when they come home they have all their homework to do and so when they're home they have time they may do their work in three, four hours and then they have time to do other things like reading, playing an instrument or whatever passion they have, whatever hobby they want, you know, to engage in and, um, It's not a problem. So socialization, college, it's not a problem. The problem may be more for the parents because, you
0: know, you do... (laughs) That was my question. Next question.
3: (laughs) I know. You you do spend a lot of time with your children, not to say that you don't want to be around them, but certainly there are times where you would like to have, you know, more time to yourself, especially if you work. Like in my case, I do work. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, you have to really juggle all that, you know, get up very early in the morning every day so you can do your own work and then you can be with your children and and take care of them. So, you know, it can be a bit much at times, but you know, we, we have a responsibility towards our children as to where I feel and so it's only for a few years because then they grow up and they leave and, you know.
0: Never call you again and... <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> no, you see, that's one thing about homeschooling families. They tend to be very close. The bonding, <laughs> the bonding between parents and children tend to, tends to be quite quite strong, you know? Well, quite strong because we spend so much time and we know each other, you mm. know? Excuse me, I can share so many stories with them so they know my childhood and my life and I know them because, you know, we're together all the time.
0: Well... Dr. Mazama, thank you so much for joining us and sharing with us not only your research as well as your experience homeschooling. I just it just it's obviously it is uh, very important and uh, insightful, uh, even for those of uh, us who who stay in more traditional tracks to to be aware of this, so that we can be making sure that uh, the curriculum that is being presented to our children. Uh, is is more reflective uh, and 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 better suited to what it is that we all need to be learning, uh, you know, for our That's next right. generation, the next generation to come up as well as ourselves, <laughs> like right yes, now.
3: Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Well, thank you for having me. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.
1: Barbara Gray. I'm Brandi Posey. And I'm Tess Barker. We're Lady to Lady. Do you want a sleepover in your ears?
2: Is that a friend in your pocket or are you just podcast to see me?
1: We're a portable hangout you can bring to the gym, on the subway, or on an oil rig. Seriously, we have listeners who do that. Show with us while we get high with Margaret Cho. Talk showgirls with Katya from Drag Race. And
2: hear Broadway star Anthony Rapp sing Hamilton. I am not throwing away my shot. (laughs) I am not throwing away my shot. Hey, yo, I'm just like my country, I'm young, scrappy, and hungry, and I'm not throwing away my shot. That's Lady to Lady. Can you keep a secret? Neither can we.
1: Hi, I'm comedian Emily Heller. And I'm cartoonist Lisa Walt, And we're the hosts of Baby Geniuses. Do you want to learn weird new facts? Do you like hearing successful creative women talk about their poop? Do you want the scoop on Martha Stewart's pony? If you answered yes to any of these questions, our show is for you. We interview people like Paula Tompkins, Kristen Shaw, Michael Che, and more. So check us out on Maximum Fun. And let us mess up your brain. Yes, please. (laughs) Baby
2: Geniuses, we know everything. Baby Geniuses, tell us something we don't know. I
0: love her. Me too. It was just so insightful. Yeah. I, I just interesting. Yeah. It's interesting and it's insightful. And everybody, you know, as we have learned on the show and through having discussions with others, there are a million reasons we all make all the choices that we make for our families. Mm-hmm. And we each uh, are doing our best to make the right choices. Yep. What I take away from this specifically that helps me as a person who is very active in the public school uh, that I send my my children to is we we can work on making sure that our school is including uh, a more extensive history lesson of African-American history as well as other cultures that make up America. And, And if they don't and even if they do take it on ourselves to make it a part of what we expose our children to in and out of school. Okay? So it's, you know, we're talking about little fixes, big fixes uh, that will be the change that we want to see as we often talk about. You know what we need is to listen to a mom have a breakdown.
2: This is a I'm um, losing it. My kid is uh, miserable, and it's my fault. I quit a job a year ago for various reasons that I loved, and I stayed home for a year, and I just started back a month ago, and I love the job but my kid hates that I'm working, and he's totally withdrawing from all his friends, and he just... He's miserable, and he tells me,
3: he misses me, and I don't know what to
2: do. I don't know what to do. He's going into fifth grade, and it's such an important time, and I just don't know what to do. Thanks. Sorry. <laughs>
0: First of all, you're doing a good job. Yeah, you are. You you deserve to have a job that you love. You deserve to work if that's your choice. Okay? Um, this is a difficult situation, and... I'm I know lots of families are going through this. I was just with some friends the other day, and we were like listening to their kids have this conversation with our kids about, look, her mom's work, and she's just not going to be able to be there all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. like, we're like on the other side listening to it. And she, yeah, you know, the mom's like, oh, I should feel horrible about that. You know what I
1: mean? Like, it's, there's a lot of guilt tied in uh, to working. Just hearing about what you guys are going through, it sounds like you know that mm-hmm. this is a struggle that your son, can manage. This is not going to break him as a right. human. You know, he, you you guys clearly have a very deep and really special relationship and you're clearly doing an amazing job. Um and you know sometimes you know our kids are going to face situations that they don't like and right. that that are that make them really mad or really upset <laughs> or are just not what they wanted. Um, it's just not what they had in mind and That's how I feel in my life a lot of times, too. Um, And somehow, you know, we we overcome these challenges. um, And and somehow, you know, these challenges sometimes end up making us even better people. To me, it's, I mean, you're the judge. You're the ultimate judge. You're the mom. But to me, it sounds like you already know that this is a challenge that your child is going to be able to overcome. um, And that you'll be able to overcome this as well. And, you know... I just think you guys are doing perfectly it makes sense that it would be a transitional period it makes sense that it would be hard and you're doing a good job being aware of that just identifying that is a huge deal totally
0: because then once once you've identified it and let it given yourself time to process that you can start coming up with ways that you can support your child. Through this process. Definitely. You are doing a great job. Yeah, you are. And you deserve to have a job that you love. Yeah, you do. You absolutely do. Teresa. Yes. What did we learn today? We have learned that sometimes you can fuck up your children. (laughs) No, no, no. We are learning, though, that for me, this is my learning experience today Mm -hmm. that I have shared with you guys, that it. It is okay to maybe see halfway through the game that you, maybe you, or very specifically me, and my personality uh, that might be uh, hindering the development of my daughter's personality. (laughs) And uh, being aware of it is half the battle. Then I will just struggle through the rest of the battle. Somehow. And all said with a smile. You are doing (laughs) such a
1: good job, Biz. You are.
0: You can find me under the bed later tonight. (laughs) So I was like, ah, it's just on your counter. Look at it. Solve the problem. Mm -hmm. And and yet Stefan still stays married to me because, you know, Mm -hmm. he gets the receiving end of this all the time as well. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oh, Living with people that you invited into your house. That's the thing. So here's the thing. I really, the point is the reminder that I can make a change if I need to. And if it works, great. And if it doesn't, I can make another change. And that's good too. Uh, we also learned. Uh, that, you know what, there's a lot we don't know about homeschooling, just like there's a lot we don't know about a lot of things out there, everybody. <laughs> and and to keep asking these questions and get to know how people are doing different things. For example, I might, you know, I'm, I'm not going to homeschool my children, but listening to people talk about their choices and why they homeschool definitely affects what I bring into my house yes. and definitely affects how I can uh, make choices to help uh, my child and other kids in the school that she goes to. You know what I mean? It's all about the larger picture and uh, how uh, everybody's experiences can be really beneficial to each of us. So I think that's kind of fun. I think that's great. Everybody, you are doing a very good job. You really Really are. Yeah, you are, guys. I mean, some days, you're just trying to go to a picnic, and your children... It's very
1: simple. A PPP. A A PPP.
0: You're having a triple P, and that falls into your darkest parenting moment ever. It can happen to any of us, any day. Yeah. Yeah. Just the sheer... The sheer thrill of never knowing <laughs> when you're going to find yourself crippled by not knowing what to do next <laughs> really levels it all out for us, guys. And you're all doing remarkable. Teresa, you are doing a remarkable job. Thanks, Biz. So are you. Thank you. And we will talk to you guys next week. Bye.
2: Bye. I got to load down Mama Blue. Gotta slow down mamma blues. got to slow down mamma blue, slow down mamma blue, got to slow down mamma blue, gotta low down mamma blue, slow down blue. You know that right.
0: We'd like to thank Max Fun, our producer, Kara Hart. Our husbands, Stephen Lawrence and Jesse Thorne, are perfect children who provide us with inspiration to say all of these horrible things, and of course, you, our listeners. To find out more about the songs you heard on today's podcast and more about the show, please go to MaximumFun.org slash OneBadMother. For information about live shows, our book, and press,
1: please check out OneBadMotherPodcast.com. One Bad Mother is a member of the Maximum Fun family of podcasts. To support the show, go to maximumfun.org/donate.
2: Well, daddy, baby, busting by, got blow down, mama blue. Oh, said daddy, baby, busting by, got blow down, mama blue.
1: Yeah. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture, artist-owned, listener-supported.